Welcome in, everybody. 5280 Sports Network, 5280sportsnetwork.com. It's time for the Broncos Blitz for Monday, April the 10th, 2017. As you can hear, we are not in our uh, fancy new digs over at the Sporting nope. Studios. We're back out here in the field, Ryan Green. Back to the regular parking lot truck podcast. Yep, and that's what we do here on the Broncos Blitz. We sit in a truck and talk about football for your entertainment. Uh, no, we are back out here at the UC Health Training Center, where we were all of last season. If you're still with us from those episodes, we appreciate your listenership. We're going to be out here for the next three days, Ryan Green, because guess what? The Denver Broncos, as Vance Joseph said, the honeymoon is over. The Broncos are back to work. Yeah, uh, it's it's. Uh, I don't I don't know what honeymoon they were on after yeah. last season. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's. Uh, again, it, it, it's weird to say football is back in April, um, but they're definitely back at the facility. Uh, they are. The players are here doing physicals and, and getting conditioning going, uh, and Vance Joseph met with the press today, and uh, he, he gave us some information. He it, did. It wasn't, I, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. I thought it would just be like, oh, yeah, we're happy to have all the guys back. The whole, you know, OTA is going to be a competition. Or, you know, everyone's going to get evaluated, blah, blah, blah. But he, he talked a lot about uh, important yep. things. So the Broncos, Ryan, began their OTA, their off-season training program, their off-season workouts today. These are voluntary off-season workouts. <laughs> well, so you got to vo- say that with air quotes. Well, so voluntary, in fact, Ryan Green, that Vance Joseph said he didn't even take a role. He was just oh, like, oh, good turnout. Good turnout, good to see everybody. But I know that pretty much everybody was here. Yeah. There were no noticeable absences. We won't actually get to find out until I think next week when they open up practices to the media a little bit because they didn't really even practice today. They met with Coach Joseph in the morning uh-huh. and then they went over. I think they got physicals done throughout the day, maybe got some light work in with Luke in the weight room, but it's pretty much all about conditioning right now, easing into the off season. They'll do this for a couple of weeks, Ryan, and then they'll uh, take some time off for the draft, mm-hmm. and then we'll have the rookie mini camp or the rookie, the post-draft OTA rookie deal uh-huh. that comes right after the draft, and then we'll have mandatory OTAs, mandatory mini camp, training camp and then we're there <laughs> all right and then we're right there so it, it, i was told today by somebody who's been on this beat a lot longer than i have that from here it just kind of flies uh all right and i don't doubt it because we got we did get you're right ryan we got a lot from vance joseph today a lot more than i thought we would yes especially um, about the most important position yeah let's start there that's the story that's the the, the headline of the day i wrote about it at 52 sports network just shot a video mostly about it Vance Joseph comes right out and says it. Trevor Simeon is a full go. This was despite the offseason shoulder surgery he had. He's a full go. He's been cleared to participate, and he is going to be ready to take on Paxton Lynch head-to-head in a competition that will last until, theoretically, until September. The end of time, it feels like. Well, maybe, (laughs) depending on how things wind up over there with Tomahawk missiles and whatnot. It may (laughs) wind up being that, but that's a conversation for another podcast. Um... Ryan, I think everybody kind of knows where you and I sit on the Paxton Lynch v. Trevor Simeon uh, spectrum yes. of things. I've softened quite a bit on Trevor since the season, I think. What, did you say you out to dinner or something? No, but I went back and I watched, and there, there's some good. 
there's some good from Trevor, but uh-huh. there's certainly not enough good for me to justify not not playing your first round pick. And I thought coming into today that that you'd have a built-in advantage for Paxton Lynch because he'd be able to come in and work while Trevor couldn't. And that's not going to be the case. Instead, this is going to be an open competition, a 50-50 competition, as Vance Joseph described it, from now uh, really through training camp, which is surprising and interesting yeah. and all sorts of things. What was your take on that? Uh, you're right. The, the biggest surprise was the term full go. I think everyone was expecting uh, Trevor's you know, surgery and, and uh, healing uh, to last possibly to training camp or at least the OTAs after the draft is what I had at least seen and heard. So um, it's it's going to be an open competition. And now I am really going to be intrigued as to how both Paxton and Trevor are going to be working in this system. Was Trevor's performance from last year due to him in kind of a protective offense uh not a lot of mistakes that the the Kubiak offense would force the quarterback to make a lot of you know one read or throw it away uh we'll see if if Trevor can do it in a different system and we'll see if Paxton can pick up a system finally uh it's it's just going to be interesting to see and I'm I'm not going to make too many judgments on what I see from OTAs I'm not going to say oh Trevor has the upper hand after OTAs and stuff like that uh, I'm just going to mainly focus on what he looks like throwing the ball. But, you know, it, yeah, I mean, it, it sounds like it is. It sounds like it's a 50-50 no starter at let, the moment. Let's go ahead and hear from Vance Joseph, his comments on this topic specifically, where first he says, Trevor's a full go. It's Well, no, let's just hear the 50-50 stuff. Okay. Let's hear the 50-50 open competition stuff from Vance Joseph earlier today. It's, it is open, guys. It's 50-50. An open, 50-50. It's an open competition. You know, we've got these two two young guys that um, you know that's got bright futures. You know, and um, it's open. It's going to go down to the wire. I hope. Um, you know, right now it's um, it's a new system that's going in. You know, in, into a uh, place here with Mike McCoy. So it's it's a fair, open competition, and the best guys can play. So Ryan, obviously, there there are a couple things I took away, kind of big picture from from Vance's presser today. First of all, I was really impressed with his openness. Yes. With how willing he was. I mean, at one point he even basically said that they've got... He basically said we've got a couple of guys that we're looking at at tackle in the first round of the draft. It's kind of what he said. Right. Um, and he came out and basically said that. And by the way, the Broncos are going to meet with Cam Robinson, I think, later this week or next week. Oh, boy. Um, who I'm, I'm high on. Some people aren't. But I think they're going to look at him potentially at 20. Um, you think he's going to be there at 20? I think he might be. He may go to ball. The only other place I could see him going are Indy uh, at 15. <laughs> Everyone's going to Indy. Yeah, everybody in, like, Christian. Well, because Indy can use everything but a That's quarterback. That's true. That's true. Like, the only thing Indy, Indy just happens to have the best quarterback in the NFL. They just need everything else. And T.Y. Hilton. That's all they got. T.Y. Hilton's a, t- a number two receiver. Oh, yeah, but uh, that's. But, like, yeah, no, I got you. They need everything else. But yeah. Colts, God, I. Never mind. We'll talk about that during Colts Week. My love of Andrew Luck. I could. I think we could talk about that all day. Um, well, hopefully, if if history repeats itself, Colts first round, first overall picks, yeah. usually become Broncos quarterbacks at some point in their life. I'd be down to cover Andrew Luck. 
I'd be down to do that, absolutely. He's got gray in his neck beard. Hey, I'm down. Uh, that, that, that dude can pull. But out here, the focus, obviously, on Trevor Simeon, Paxton Lynch. Right. I, I've argued this over and over again, that the Broncos need to go ahead and, and invest in their future and go with Paxton Lynch as their long-term option at quarterback because he, he needs to be. You need to at least yeah. give it a try. You need to see what this kid has. But there's no denying that when you listen to Vance Joseph talk about Trevor Simeon, and talk about Paxton Lynch, you hear different things. Yeah. Like, when I hear Vance Joseph just get asked what he's looking for in his team and in the quarterback position, he gives very specific answers about, I want consistency, I want I want those kind of things. And I'm like, that's not like, like things that aren't Paxton Lynch specific. But when you ask him about Paxton Lynch, he says, well, Paxton's big and tall. Right. And... Uh, he needs to be a better decision maker. That was the answer that we got today uh, on Paxton Lynch, and I just, I, I don't, uh, I don't know that Vance Joseph is particularly high on the uh, Broncos' former first-round draft pick, which means that Paxton is going to have to come in to these OTAs, into mini camp, into training camp, especially training camp in, in July, and be absolutely ready to go. He's got to be the best version of himself. He's got to be second half against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Paxton Lynch, not, uh, well, really everything else that we saw last season. Yeah, Paxton's going to have to prove himself. He's going to have to show his first-round talent. And I think you're right. The the vibe that I got uh, from Vance Joseph when he's describing the quarterbacks it sounds as though he's describing someone he wants to marry or someone he just wants to have like a, a nice one night stand with. And it sounds like, you know, he talks about Trevor as like the, the, you know, he's a great locker room guy. And, you know, if the phrase, I would let my daughter date Trevor came out of his mouth, I would not be surprised. Yeah. But then when he talks about Paxton, he talks about Big what everyone looks for in a quarterback. Big arm, tall, athletic, he all says, that type of stuff. He has said big and tall, describing Paxton Lynch right. more times than I can count. And From he's, day one. Oh, he's big, he's tall. He's big, he's tall, he's physical, and he's got a big arm. Yep. Uh, and <laughs> in fact, so, let's let's hear it. Okay. Let's hear him say exactly those words right here from from the presser today. Well, Paxton's obviously a first round pick for a reason. I mean, he's a big guy with a big arm. He's very athletic. I think playing you know playing that position is about decision making. You know, and you know if he does those things better, you know he have a chance to compete to be our our starting quarterback. So yeah, he's got a big arm, and Trevor sounds like a locker room guy. Um, now you need to decide which one is going to lead your team. And Paxton has to be able to come in and really compete at a high level if he's going to have an opportunity to. And to I start think he for this team. is. He's been with the quarterback coach um, in California, I believe. I can't remember the, the coach's name. Might be working out in Texas. Yeah, uh, he's, he's 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 Texas, definitely California. He's worked out with a quarterback right. coach. I, I I almost chatted with a guy. I can't remember where the camp was though. Right. So it, it's not as though uh, you know Paxton hasn't been trying to get better. Uh, I think the biggest issue for. Um, Paxton coming out of last season is, I think a lot of people question his work ethic. I think fans thought, you know, why can't you just get the playbook down? Um, and I think, um, some stories from, uh, Dove Valley is that he, you know, he, he didn't really get that the NFL was a business. Um, and I'm kind of, and I kind of get that, you know, when, when rookies come out of college, you know, college ball is fun. 
And then in the NFL, it's business. You know, people are getting cut. People are getting paid. You know, people are getting hurt. All this type of stuff. It's cutthroat. So you got to kind of get away from the fun you were having in college and get down to, no, this is what you're doing for a living. Let us know if you're in or not. And if you're not, we'll move on. And I think that's what the coaches and probably everyone upstairs at at the Broncos organization want to see from Paxton. They want him to be the leader, be the first guy in, last guy out, that type of stuff. I think that's what Paxton really needs to work on. And then just let his talent and, you know, Mike McCoy and, and Bill Musgrave handle the rest on the on the offensive front. And part of that is on those coaches, though, too. Yes. Oh, They've absolutely. They've got to be able to have the confidence in him to give him the reins to play the style that he has to play if he's going to be successful. And that's tough on coaches who are bred from day one as coaches to look for guys who show consistency, right. look for guys who don't make a lot of mistakes, look right. for guys... And in an organization like the Broncos, where so many people still believe they're in a championship window, you and I don't happen to think that right. way. We think that they're they're closer to a rebuild than yeah. they are to a they're championship. They're in purgatory at best. Yeah, they're in like I think the Broncos right now are kind of an eight and eight, nine and seven purgatory. Yep. Um, with a pretty good defense because they've got maybe the best defensive player in football. Although the guy coming in through the draft, Ryan, oh my God, Miles Garrett, he might he might he might take that title in his rookie season. Um, but that that was the one piece of news, obviously, on the quarterbacks. That's yeah. that's the headline news. Trevor Simeon, full go. Uh, we'll see. I mean, we'll be out here every day, uh, I anticipate, and we'll see how this develops. I'm really looking forward to talking to Paxton Lynch for the first yeah. time. I want to see – I want to talk to him about what he's been up to. I want to hear uh, – I want to just get a general vibe from him and see if it's any different than when we talked to him last. We're – I'm not afraid to say it was a little um, aloof, maybe a little bit broham. He seemed he seemed like a goofy guy who was starstruck. A little bit. That's yeah. you know he that's he is a goofy fair. guy and that's and that's fine. But it seemed just, like he was like oh oh wow there's there this is a lot like you know that photo of of Paxton on the red carpet that I think has gone around quite a bit where he's got the sunglasses on yeah, he's yeah, like yeah. got the finger guns out uh, that's kind of the guy that we got last season right I'm looking to see the the Memphis quarterback that I saw on tape yes who made plays led his team I'm looking to see that guy right. and I think that guy's there but and I mean Paxton in terms of personality and and then on field personality you I don't. I think Von Miller is a pretty good example of someone he should follow because Von is almost as goofy off the field. Yeah, you know, you see his Justin Bieber Madden NFL, you know, uh, commercials. When I'm on, on your Madden singing, team. yeah, when he's singing and all that stuff. So he's a goofy guy, but when he's on the field, it, it, no one's messing with him. No one's expecting any yeah. jokes. Von Miller's coming for you. Yep. So if Paxton, you know, is is a goofy guy, and that's fine. But when he needs to get on the field, he needs to, you know just lead the team. He needs, yep. He's the quarterback. He needs to be that guy. couple other tidbits from Vance Joseph's opening OTA presser. Uh, Matt Paradis yes. is still rehabbing. He is here. Boy, that's... Oof. but uh, That's a situation to watch. He had... I mean, the guy had double hip surgery. I mean, it, people don't quite, like... People don't quite get how banged up he was. Oh, how remarkable yeah. it was how well he played considering <laughs> right. how much pain he was. He was still in. the best offensive lineman last year, yeah, which isn't was, saying he much. He was but. maybe a top 10 center in the NFL last year. Right. 
so, playing on basically no hips. Yeah, so take an ice pick, put it into your hip, and then try and block somebody. Put it into both your hips. Yeah, put it in both your hips, and then, try and block somebody, say how you're feeling. Yeah, so Matt Paradis, what a trooper that guy is. And he, uh, Vance Joseph, said the target for him is July 1st. So Boy, that'd be great news. That'll probably leak in... That wouldn't shock me if that if they just leaked that into training camp. And they just said, you know what, just be ready for training camp and we'll we'll see how things go. But the target is July 1st, which which means probably that last mandatory OTA is kind of what they're thinking. But after the Trevor News today, Joseph could just come out tomorrow and say, oh, no, he's hey, full go. No, Matt Paris full go. <laughs> full go. Ready to go. Yeah. Um, that, well, that was the other piece of news. Some other some other interesting comments from Vance Joseph uh, that, that I'm sure are out there. Anything that else that kind of struck your... Your fancy. Uh, his left tackle comments. Oh yeah, the left tackle comments. Let's um, let let's hit on that real quick, and then we'll get out of here. Obviously, I disagree with him. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about that. Okay. Obviously, um, the Broncos organizationally, yeah, OTAs start today. Yeah, players are back in the building for a couple of weeks, but organizationally, their focus is solely on the NFL draft. And right. Vance Joseph made that abundantly clear, which, by the way, told me that they're done in in free agency. For the most part, if you didn't already know that. So no Tony Romo officially. No, yeah. Uh, yeah I'm so no. heartbroken. Well, it also means that they're not going to oh, go no. out and sign another tackle, which some people had thought they might do. Um, so, yeah, they're done in free agency right now, and they've got about $7.5 bucks left on the cap, um, which is going to be enough, which would be enough money to sign, like, one decent free agent tackle, but they're not going to make that move. Instead, I fully expect them to have to take a tackle with their first-round draft pick. And so Eric Goodman, being the uh, prodding questioner he is uh, of Mile High Sports, he asked Vance Joseph flat out about... First question, I think. Uh, not the first one. It was a later one. Okay. He asked Vance Joseph flat out about the tackle situation and whether he thought there were tackles available in the first round of the draft who uh, they were worth taking. And uh, let's just let's listen to Eric's question and uh, and coach's answer. Do you believe your starting left tackle is currently on your roster? Hard to say. You know, we don't we don't play for a while. Now, if we play tomorrow, absolutely. You know, we who don't play for a while. Different? I don't know. I don't, you don't know. know who that would be. Yet? No, you know, we've got four or five candidates that's going to compete for the job. I don't know who you know who it would be right now, but we don't play until the fall, so that's a good thing, right? Is there an offensive tackle in this draft that you believe could start day one? And if so, who would that be? Well, I'm not going to share that with you, but <laughs> I think it's <laughs> I think it's uh, it's a couple guys that you know, you know we kind of you know been uh, studying and that can help us. But they could start day one. Absolutely, I won't tell you who they are. <laughs> So yeah, VJ basically identifying that yes, they do intend to take a tackle in the in the draft. He didn't come out and say that, but there were a couple of guys who said who they thought could could play day one. I believe they think one of those guys is Cam Robinson. The fact okay. that they're bringing him in for a visit tells me that. The Probably. fact that they talked to them at the combine tells me that. Um, and the fact that he is a a match made in heaven for Mike McCoy's offense tells me that a powerful. Big-bodied run blocker who can improve as a who's a pretty decent pass protector and has experience starting at left tackle. 
Uh, if you want a full breakdown on them, by the way, go to 5280sportsnetwork.com. Ryan did an incredible... Yeah, Broncos Big Board. Broncos Big Board video. I just talked in it. Ryan did all the hard you work. You broke it down. No, Ryan did the hard work. <laughs> all right, Ryan I did spent, all the hard work. Fine. Yeah, no, he did. He spent hours <laughs> on that thing. Um, so check that out over 5280sportsnetwork.com. Where I think we really give you a pretty good look at mm-hmm. at Cam and who that guy is. Um what was your take on on that? Uh, the one thing I'm, I'm I'm not surprised the Broncos are looking at a left tackle in the draft. They should be. I don't think it's the draft that you wanted to have to be looking for a left tackle in. Uh, but we've already discussed that. Um, when Vance said, "If the season had to start today, do you have a starting left tackle?" He said yes. I thought that was just yeah. He got for, tripped up there, didn't he? Yeah, I thought that was just for appearances, just to not get any of the offensive linemen currently on the roster ruffled. Uh, because I disagree. I don't like who's Jake. Who's the left tackle right now? Um, right now. If the season started today, who is the starting it's left? Probably tackle? Ty Sambrilo. I don't. Uh, that's a uh, that's a bet, and I think. All right, so the, here's a follow up. Which is a bigger unknown, a rookie tackle or Ty Sambrilo this year? Depends on which rookie. That's true. All right, Cam Robinson. Um. Uh, Best case tie. scenario, Ty. You think it's a tie? Uh, no, I think Ty is is, oh. the, is the weaker. Oh, okay. That's... That, yeah, I think Ty is is the weaker one there because uh, Ty is not a great fit for this system. Um, he, he's I like Ty. Like I said at the end of last season before Gary Kubiak resigned, that I thought Ty could come. That this season could be a breakout year for him if he stayed healthy. But the system yeah, stayed healthy. Yeah. But the systems just don't match up. Ty has right. never had. Like, OTAs have never been something that Ty has been able to do because he's always mm-hmm. had these upper body injuries that have kept him out of the weight room. Um, but, yeah, it, it'd probably be either Ty Sambrilo or Donald Stevenson at left tackle right, right now. So, and that's frightening to me. And so that's why I think the draft, whether it is Cam Robinson, they trade up to get him, or they package another player to get a left tackle, a player in a pick to get a left tackle from another team, and that's where the $7 million would make kick in uh, in the extra space to, to take over that contract. Um so, yeah, at the moment, I don't believe that the Broncos have their starting left tackle on their roster, and if they do, that's a big issue. I absolutely agree with you, Ryan. The Broncos have to make a decision there. I would be totally comfortable if they drafted. If if Cam Robinson's there at 20 and they take him, I'm totally comfortable with that. Uh, so is it just Cam Robinson or is anything anyone me, else? And then it's like, oh. I really like Cam. Okay. Um, I'd be... Uh, who, I, you could convince me. I, I'm not a Garrett Bowles okay. guy, at least not at 20. You could convince me that Ryan Ramschek okay. um, might make sense. Uh, you could maybe talk to me about. Really, those are the only two right. guys in this system that I, I I could see working out. Now, neither of them are great options. Like neither of them are a Joe Thomas or. Right. A, but. I think they can both be really good players. Like, my comp for Cam Robinson is like a Jason Peters okay. out of Philadelphia. Uh, that, right. that, they're, they're big tackle out there. Um, but, no, I mean, we'll see how things work work out, Ryan. I think it's going to be a fascinating couple of weeks out here as Absolutely. the Broncos get back to work. Tomorrow we will hear from a player to be named later, uh, yeah. or two or three players, we'll or probably a couple of players. Uh, we'll see who the the Broncos decide to, uh, to to hand over. I think you might hear from the quarterbacks this. I, I expect you to hear from the quarterbacks this week. I really? Think, yeah, I think they'll. I think, I think they'll be make, a little surprising. I think they'll make the quarterbacks available this week because that's okay. where the story is, and Broncos are good about that kind of thing. That's true. Um, but I, I'm really excited to to get the chance to to be out here again to cover. Yeah. 
it feels like we're we're doing it all over again, man. It feels like we're feels back. Feels like we never left. Feels like we're back in another Denver Bronco football season is rapidly approaching and uh, we're going to be here for it. So, we will be out here tomorrow and Wednesday and then again next week when the Broncos come back to work for the second week of their off-season training program. I think we'll get practices next week too. We'll actually Ooh. be able to go out back on the field again. I miss that field. The hill It's and right the, there. Oh, yeah. I'm going to hop the wall and see how that goes for me. Uh, hey, man. Um, good, good luck. Yeah, hey, but uh, we'll be back. We may do a pod tomorrow. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see what they say. Yeah, we'll be back. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. But for now and for everybody at 5280 Sports Network, he's Ryan Green. He's Jake Marsing. This is 5280SN.